Hello, everyone, and welcome to another ego-busting episode of Fill in the Mic. I am always, I as always, am Darren Michael, and with me, the man, the myth, the legend, who you might not have heard, he was just announced, he's the one that will be dropping the New York, New, <laughs> the New Year's Eve ball in Times Square, Mr. Phil Calise. You were so full of crap, you couldn't even get that out. <laughs> I know, man, <laughs> just... What's what's going on? How are you, how you doing? How are you today? Let me let me tell you something, man. I am I am doing really well. However, I do need to ask you a question. Now, your your kids are obviously at the age where they have yet to have a sleepover with their friends, right? They've had a sleepover with their cousins. Cousins, yes, but not friends. All right, not so friends. No. so on uh, on Saturday night, um, Aubrey's best friend. And Brooke's best friend, their families are best friends. Coincidentally, completely coincidental. Okay. And so the plan was hopefully to get them all together, but um, Brooke's friend couldn't do it, but Aubrey's friend could. So Aubrey's friend came over, and and they were playing or whatever. And 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 you know, and I ended up going to sleep that night at like twelve fifteen. And I said to them, I said, "Girls, please don't stay up late. Try to go to bed soon." And like, no problem. Yeah, they're like, you know. "Okay, Dad." <laughs> so. For some reason, I woke up at four fifteen, nice. and I decided to go into the hallway, and uh, one after another comes walking up the stairs at four fifteen in the morning. Ah, so I mean, so they, so that, they don't is, they don't listen to dad. That's that's one thing we can say. Is that bad parenting? Yeah, I mean, well, just <laughs> just twelve fifteen. Just don't stay up too late. I think some would say they've already passed that threshold already so your kids would get... have already your kids would have been in bed for six hours already well it's funny the the one night that they <laughs> slept at their cousins they probably slept at their cousins a couple out a couple times now but the one time i can recall they did go to bed at like one in the morning and i i i do remember them coming back the next day miserable children miserable miserably exhausted cranky and i was like this is why you don't do that anymore <laughs> Well, you know, listen, I, I and Aubrey was a bear the next day, but uh, yeah, exactly. It's interesting because the last time she went to her friend's house to sleep over, I went there the next morning and I'm like, "Hey, how was everything?" And, and the mom, she was like, "Well, they went to bed at 3:30." <laughs> like, she just she just starts that. Well, I'm like, I'm like, why did they go to bed at 3:30? And, and she's like, for some reason, they both decided that they wanted to stay up all night. Like, yeah, well, they're kids, I'm like, you know. That's, like, that's first off, what's there to do all night? I get. I mean, back when we were kids, there truly was nothing to do all night. Like, you couldn't watch, like, TV shows. No, there was nothing on TV because you had like four channels. Um, true. Or at least maybe maybe that was me. You're a little bit older than me, but yeah, we're in, we're in the ballpark. <laughs> but you know I, what I'm I, saying? I mean, you, yeah. there just there wasn't as much to do. So now there's always something to do because you've got. You know, they're on YouTube, they're on TikTok, they're on demand. I mean, who the heck knows? Uh, but but really, at two in the morning, is there really anything to do that you haven't just done for the previous eight hours? That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's just they're just doing more of it and not yeah. taking a break to go to sleep. That's really it. I want you to know something. I enjoyed our game the other day so much. Oh, no. I want to play another one with you. Uh, I don't think I got it in me, but let's do it. I like messing with you, and this is going to be totally different, but I have a feeling you're going to do well at this one. I myself would have bombed it. I think I would have gotten, like, six. Uh, and it probably would have taken me a half an hour to think of that. All right? All right, let's see what, let's see what we got. There are currently nine Supreme Court justices. Can you name them all? Oh, God, no, first of all. <laughs> oh, God, No. <laughs> No, I'm not going to be able to name them. Your all. honesty is fantastic. I bet you. I bet you can name almost all. There was. There was one. I was like, I don't know who that is. One guy There's, I'd never heard of. Before. I mean, I don't think I'm going to do this on the spot. But all right, so we'll go Alito. Yep. Let's go. Uh, let's go, uh, Thomas. Yep. Let's go, uh, Gorsuch. Gorsuch. Yep. Let's go, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Let's go uh, Coney Barrett, our newest. Coney Barrett, yep. Let's go Roberts. Roberts, Mr. Chief Justice, yep. Uh, let's go Kagan. Elena Kagan, that's right. That's seven. Sol- Saltamaya. Saltamaya, and who is number nine? Breyer. Dude, you are awesome. 
you know, I kind of, I kind of set myself up to feel good about myself when I hit these nine. I thought I would. I thought I would. I'm, I'm clapping and I'm, I'm giving you a standing ovation right now. That was impressive. Hey man, that's man. You know, I, I did think. You know, it was like one of those things where you know it, and it's like muscle memory. You just need need to name a few, and then it just all comes back. Dude, that is really impressive, man. I. I didn't even know who Stephen Breyer is. Do you know anything about the guy besides the fact he makes ice cream? <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, his ice cream and, was so good, they appointed him to the Supreme well, Court. Well, and if you noticed, I mean, Bri- Clinton, the, Bri- the Breyer brand has kind of taken a pat. You know, it's kind of fallen off as he's had more responsibilities with the Supreme Court. <laughs> a lot of ice creams have come and passed him by because he's too busy worrying about his new, new job. So I think right. that's what it was. We're going to... Uh, we're going to go right into a little late breaking news. It is Monday night, and the uh, the Steelers are no longer undefeated. True, as they have just lost to the Washington. You know what? Hell with it. The Washington Redskins. Damn it! No. Hey, that's right. Big, that's what I'm big. calling them the Redskins. Doesn't offend me. I would just like to say that in a two day span. Ready for this? Yep. The NFC East is back, baby. You Who know, said the NFC East is the worst conference <laughs> in football? Giants spank Seattle in Seattle. Yep. Washington wins in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Basically, yeah. the two best teams in the NFL go down outside yep. the Chiefs. And it's all at the hands of the NFC East. The, the Washington, we used to be called Redskins. The New York, we used to play good football Giants, have come together <laughs> And formed two five and seven powerhouses. For first powerhouses, they've yep. left the Philadelphia. What the hell is that? Eagles in the dust. The <laughs> Dallas injury ridden, ridden, ridden Cowboys. I can't even say it out. Yep. And listen, it's going to be an interesting run because you know I think we looked earlier and said, well, they got you know they got some tough games coming up. Both yep. the uh, both the Giants and, and Washington, but yeah, they do. If you can go to Seattle and you can go to Pittsburgh and win, maybe maybe you're the tough game. Maybe when yeah. people see the Washington football team, <laughs> they get nervous. Maybe when you see Big Blue, you say that's the game I'm worried about. Well, you know, you know what I thought. You know, what I think is kind of is kind of funny. You know, for weeks all we've been talking about is how the NFC is a joke. How it's like the first one to five is going to win, and then all of the sudden, right? You've got You've got the Washington football team that's won three in a row, and you've mm-hmm. got the Giants who've won four in a row. So, so you know, you've got the two teams that probably that should be the favorites or were the favorites to win the division, the Cowboys and the Eagles, who neither of those guys even won. It looks like they don't even want to play football. And then you've got these two teams overachieving like crazy, the Giants and the Washington, whatever their names are. It's actually exciting football. And, and you know my favorite story about Washington. So I'm loving it, man. I am absolutely loving it. Well, you know what? Usually in this particular era of sports, we can just uh, chalk it up to 2020. It's 2020. Yeah. Weird things happen. True. And I would, I would just like to um, add to your breaking news. Yeah, that yeah. that it's not official, but Uh-oh. the rumor mill is churning like the the Briar ice cream man, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it it appears to be that Jim Harbaugh has been offered an extension to stay at Michigan. Oh, stop it! The Michigan AD knocked on the door, double masked, N95, beekeeper suit. Went over to Jim and said, hey, Jim, we'd like to talk about your performance of late. And Jim said, oh, I knew this day was coming. And he said, well, we think you're doing an excellent job, Jim. Pick your head up, buddy. We think you're doing a heck of a job. Now, here's what we're going to do, Jim. We're going to reduce your salary from $8 million to seven because, you know, you did lose, I don't know, seven of your last ten. Oh, my God. And some of the higher-ups are a little disappointed with that. Not me, though. Not me. And uh, we'd like you to sign a new five-year extension. No, so I'm, I'm making light of it, but uh, the, the word on the street is that they did come to him with a new five-year extension with a slightly lower base salary. <laughs> and the lower base salary is probably $7 million. I was being serious about that because he yeah, currently, yeah, yeah. currently makes eight. And uh, with higher incentives, 
So I guess, you know, he's got the upside of the 7 million base and the even greater upside of the 5 million he's going to get, I guess, if they make a New Year's six, I don't even know what that means. And uh, maybe if they beat Ohio State once in the next decade, he gets a $10 million bonus. And uh, apparently it's to preempt the idea that he's had five NFL teams interested in him. And so so what they're looking to do is get him to decide if he wants to go back to the NFL or not. And they want to know sooner than later because they don't want to screw up, you know, recruiting. And they want to have a little bit more of a heads up if they're going to have to go get a new coach. So they're trying to come to him now. And oh my gosh. And they said, um, while obviously the money is, you know, huge and I mean, you know, it, it's enticing for him to return. They said there's yeah. been some draw towards him going back to the NFL and that it's 50-50 he resigns it. Unbelievable. So Jim Harbaugh, who we all look at as a flawed, failed coach in the last I don't know, two, three years. I mean, he did, he did do – I mean, he has improved Michigan from the Brady Hoke and the whatever other era before that, Rich Rodriguez, I think. I yep. mean, he's definitely made the program get back closer to where they want to be. And, you know, the big knock on his resume is 0-5 against Ohio State. Yep. Um, I think they've lost something like, I don't know, five, uh, I think they're like – three and seven in their last 10 or something bad. Um, last, they've lost the last five. Well, they lost. Yeah. And I think they're either two and eight in their last 10 or three and seven in their last 10. They're three yeah, and three bad. against Michigan state in his run. They're zero and five against Ohio state. Yep. Um, they haven't won a big game. We know that. And they haven't beaten Ohio state and you can't go winless against your arch rival. And that's they've, all and they, that's and they've all gotten, and they've gotten blown out in some of those games, like real bad. Oh, they're they're terrible. So, they're terrible. That's you the know, problem. I mean, listen, it, it is what it is. But we sit there and think, man, he's going to get canned, and he's basically getting a new five year extension offer, and he may turn it down because. And if he turns it down, I will say this, and I didn't mean to make this a big segment on Michigan football because I don't even like Michigan football. But <laughs> um, if he turns it down, I think it's fair to say. Uh, I I look at Michigan similarly to Notre Dame in some regards. And if he turns it down, it's going to be because in his mind, he says the fan base and the alumni have unrealistic expectations of what we can do here. And I can't beat Ohio state at the rate that they expect me to. So this is a, this is a, uh, a thankless job. Uh, So, so so basically, so what what you're saying is he's going to say, Hey, the expectations is that I beat Ohio State once in six years, and that's too high of expectations. No, no but, I, but I think he looks at it like I can't get the best recruits in, this, in the geography of the Midwest. And I get a few of them, but I can't consistently get them. And if he takes an NFL job, he's going to say, I'd rather go where the playing field is equal. I'll find the right GM, the right ownership group, the right situation that I can put my stamp on a team and it's more equal footing, right? Let's face it. The NFL is more equal footing than college football. You're not equal when you're Mississippi trying to beat Alabama. You're not, you're not equal when you're, you know, Indiana trying to compete with Ohio state. It's not equal. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're not working with the same, uh, you're not working with the same recipe. You're not working with the same ingredients. So, you know, I think Harbaugh says to himself, I've been a winner everywhere I've gone. Oh. And he has, and he has, he has. I Let's guess, say, I guess. You know, he has. His biggest, if, if he's got a lot of things I don't like about him. He rubs people the wrong way, but he's been a winner. He went to a Super Bowl. He, he turned Colin Kaepernick into a good quarterback for three years. You know, he won at Stanford. He won everywhere he's been. He hasn't won to the pinnacle of greatness, but he's been very good. Um, yep. And let's see, let's see where it goes. But I, I say that to say as a Jet fan, I do think the Jets, I'm sure, are one of those five teams. I, I could guarantee they're one of the five teams going to Jim Harbaugh to gauge interest. I think they're going to gauge interest in Pat Fitzgerald. I yeah. think they're going to gauge interest in Jim Harbaugh. You know, I think they're going to gauge interest now in the rumor of Bill Cowher deciding to maybe yep. dip his toe back in the coaching waters. That'd so, nice. I mean, I think Joe Douglas is going to swing for the fences with names. Because, he's going to have to. Because he can't. He's got to replace Adam Gase with more than uh, – <laughs> With more, <laughs> with more than a you know a former assistant coach at you know BYU, so he's going to have to aim a little higher. So we'll see. Uh, let's keep our uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. Well, 
Do you know why I said that today's episode was an ego-busting episode? I'm going to guess it's taking a shot at me with something. No, it has nothing to do with you. And it has to do with both of us, although mainly you. <laughs> I, I can't – about how mediocre and how bad our picks were last week. Uh, yeah, I think the term is mediocre. It's, it, the, we and the were... word sounds worse, right? If you hear the word mediocre – it doesn't really sound average. I think average sounds like a nicer way to say it. But mediocre, yeah. that's what we were. What were we combined? Three and three, two, what, like seven and seven? Uh, yeah, football, college football, we were, we were four and four combined. And then your NFL picks is, is always garbage, three and three. <laughs> it's always garbage. I love it. And then you know what? I can't even – I know we were talking about this. We're in a league where we make where we make all the picks of all the games. And even this week, we were six and six, but we're not six and six because we lost tonight's game too. So no, we're six and seven. no, we won tonight's game. What do you mean? We had Washington. Oh, we did. Yeah. Oh well, then congratulations to me. Good, good pick, Darren. Yeah, seven and six. But wait, we made these picks together, man. I will tell for all the. Oh, that was that was for, me that made all, that pick. Yeah, you know so, so much that you didn't even know we had it. To our audience, <laughs> to our audience, my fellow co-host is with me. Winner tie. Winner tie. If I could walk them through a scenario when we make our NFL picks each week for this league, we we pay money to play in. You're with me, winner tie. If if I have a if I have a good week, or if I make some good picks and I have like one game you disagreed with, and you, and we yeah. went with my choice, I get to get the text yeah. about we had to go with the Rams, right? Had to go with the Rams. You had to love that's, the Rams. That's true. That's, that's how I play, man. You're always highlighting my flaws. Always highlighting my losses. Not always. Now, I, the last podcast, I think I congratulated you on the um, on the Michigan State win. That was very nice of you. I appreciate that. See, and I congratulate. I also congratulated you on the the Coastal Carolina. The Coastal Carolina, uh, Carolinas. Yeah. The Coastal. Didn't you? No, no. no. no I'm sorry. You picked BYU. No. <laughs> you had to do that. <laughs> my fault. You had to do that. <laughs> so anyway, so so you're now for college football. You're now 17, 16, and one, and I'm now 20 and 13. Just a commanding, commanding three game lead. So, yeah. what I wanted to do is I, just a couple things I want to talk about. One, Devonte Smith, the wide receiver for Alabama. Hi, this guy's man. a beast. Heisman. Oh my god! Eight receptions, 231 yards, three touchdowns. 29 yards per catch. Is this it, guy had an f- unbelievable game. Is it fair to say that Alabama grows wide receivers on trees? They yeah, replace they, they, you know what? a no top doubt. 10 pick with a new one every yep. year. And the one pre- yep. previously you've never heard of, they just sit behind another guy and then they get one year and they explode. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to kind of throw this out there, right? I think the Heisman race is down to two guys. Would you agree with that or disagree? Um, I, I think that if it's if at all possible, because they because the voting is so much later. Yeah, I think there's going to be a little bit of traction for Devonte Smith. Do you think he could even get some votes? I do. I think he's going to creep up more than you think because he's he's probably got another. He's got eighty catches, correct? Something like that. I think Something he has like, 80 he's catches. He's got two technically more SEC games. You know he's going to hang. Yeah. He's going to he, he might go for 100 catches. Yeah, but you know I don't what? know. I'm you just going to say I'm going to put him as a dark horse third behind your boy Trask and yeah. and the guy who throws him the ball. And yeah, I mean Mac if you look at their numbers, I mean they're 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 legitimately absurd. They are absolutely absurd. I mean, you know, Trask Trask through nine games, 3,243 yards, 38 touchdowns, three interceptions, 71.4 completion percentage. That's awesome, right? Gone over 400 yards three times. His his rate his rating is 193, uh, 193.1, and then his uh, what? It, it, and then his other number is 92.7 uh, out of 100. So pretty pretty fantastic. But then you look at Mac Jones, 31, 13 yards, 27 touchdowns, three interceptions. 75.7 yards, uh, 75.7 uh, completions, over 400 yards three times. And his passer rating is 210 with a QBR of 96. So, you know, when you look at it, I mean, everything is, is, is similar. But at the end of the day, I mean, Trask has, Trask has a lot more touchdowns, but that's it. I mean, Jones pretty much beats him everywhere else. 
It's, so can we already see a foreshadowing on the wall? Alabama, he's completing 76% of his passes. Do you realize how open all these guys are? That's true. These, it, it these, does help. these windows are going to close in the NFL just slightly. But Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. No, but, but, definitely. no I, I don't know. I, I mean, could it – because the voting is later this year, does it set the stage for the SEC title game to decide the Heisman? That would be pretty – It sick. should. You gotta, it should. If you, you gotta, you know. Listen, you got to figure it this way, right? They both have easy games coming up. All right? They're both already in the title game. So, you know, Alabama plays at LSU. Uh, no, they, I'm sorry. They, they just no, played – Florida plays LSU, LSU, yeah. Florida played LSU. So – you never know with Florida's defense. I mean, you know, with, with Alabama's defense, I mean, look what they did to them. But, you know, and then you got Alabama that plays Arkansas. We know Arkansas is, is no good. So they're both going to win, yep. right? The question is, who's going to run up the bigger stats? I have a feeling that Mac Jones is going to have a monster, monster game. But that LSU defense is quite porous also. So it, I would love to see it that the Heisman Trophy comes down to the SEC championship game. I think that would be great. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll say this now. If, if um, the stats are going to be basically the same going into the SEC title, if Kyle yeah. Trask beats Alabama, I think he's going to win the Heisman. And if, and no if Alabama no wins doubt. the game, I think Mac Jones is going to win the Heisman because Florida will have two losses. They'll have lost head, head-to-head. You know, yeah. it's going to be a very hard to see Florida, even if Kyle Trask puts up a monster game against Alabama and they lose in a shootout, it'll probably mean Mac Jones also had a big game and uh, Mac Jones will probably win. So listen, in a rare situation, you can make the, the, the rarest of cases that Kyle Trask steps on the field in the SEC title game with a chance to go to the playoff and win a Heisman. Yeah. And he probably does. I mean, that's probably the yeah. truth. Yeah. It's going to be, you know – Watched by everyone. The voting has not happened yet. They're waiting till the yep. the, the the award show is like January fifth. So oh, something crazy. Yeah. Right? So I mean, they're going to give you all the time. Ty- I mean, the vote. If, if voters are smart, they don't send in their ballots early. They wait for that game. And because uh, yeah. you can send them in all month, I hate that. But but I mean, I would think most of the country waits on that game. And yeah. there's your there's your finalist. You know, it's 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 interesting when you look at Alabama's schedule. You know, they've played three technically ranked opponents, right? Their their closest victory that they've had this year is against Old Miss. They only won that game by fifteen points, and that was like a but shootout. Six, that was like a shootout where I remember oh, thinking, "What happened to Alabama?" Sixty-three to forty-eight. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly, exactly. But but since then, um, they've just been on a tear. Here's their last four games. All right, Mississippi State forty-one to zero. Kentucky 63 to 3, Auburn 42 to 13, LSU 55 to 17. I mean, yeah. not only is their offense completely unstoppable, their defense isn't allowing any points either. Well, and I and selfishly as a Notre Dame fan, I'm like, we'll go play them in the playoff, lose 41-10, and they're like, Notre Dame sucks. Everything do it to everybody. It's yeah, like yeah, they they're on another everybody. they're on another level. I mean, I, I understand Clemson with a, with a great performance from Lawrence can beat them and can play with them. And, you know, there, there's always a rare instance. Maybe Florida can, can play with them in a shootout, although I think Alabama will probably score every time they have the ball. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's chances. Listen, anything's possible. And in a COVID world, you know, all it takes is Mac Jones, you know, testing positive for COVID a week before the game. That, that would change everything dramatically. So. That's you true. know, there's, That's there's true. always things like that that you have to look out for this year. You never had to in the past. So there's yeah. no yeah. there's no guarantee anybody's going to win the championship because COVID does loom over this season. Well, here's here's what 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 I think is really interesting. Um, two teams. I, I I think there's two teams that are just out of completely out of left field that are actually legitimate teams, and one is going to be my Indiana Hoosiers. But the other one, the surprise of the century, Coastal Carolina, man. Where the heck did these guys come from? Um, they came from uh, North Carolina. And I mean, they, they had, are... they, dude, they had no business beating BYU, man. And I mean, they, I don't even know what's going on. They, they hadn't even played a, a, a tough, a tough game. And so what do they do? They take on the, uh, an undefeated BYU, right? They were undefeated, undefeated yep. BYU team. Yep. And they beat them. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I watched some of that game because just the way the – just at the time the game came on, I was I was finished and yeah. watching a little Notre Dame, and I flipped over to it, and then I got away from it. But then I got back to it, and what I will say that was stunning about that game 
is they played very physical and to the point of probably being dirty. Most people probably saw the highlight of them burying the quarterback on an interception. It led to like a, a scuffle. I don't know if you saw it before half. Basically, Zach Wilson, who's going to get drafted pretty highly, throws an, yeah, throws an yeah. interception. And on his way back, two defensive ends who happen to be down there near the quarterback, he throws the pick. They're coming back to return it. The quarterback is trying to basically run away from these two guys. And they go running after him, slam him to the ground. They pick wow. him up and they slam him again. Oh, my God. Dude, it really? was bad. Yeah, go watch the replay. It was pretty funny. Like, they wanted to get their hits in, but then they picked them back up to hit them again. I was like, it looks like a WWF style. Um, <laughs> but they played tough, man. They played like they did belong in the game. And I, w- and I will say this. Uh, you know, I, I, got, I, gotta, I can't listen to one more national expert give, like, all these kudos to BYU. I keep hearing them say, like, give credit to BYU. They flew across the country – to play Coastal <laughs> Carolina. We got to give them some credit for this. They flew across the country. You would think they had a walk with no shoes on. A, across the country. <laughs> and B, you would think like that's some scary opponent, Coastal Carolina. Like, enough. They went to Coastal Carolina and lost. They should be embarrassed. They should go on their Mormon mission immediately and stop playing football. I mean, well, that was en- that was the problem. enough of BYU. Were... Like, I can't listen to anything about BYU about taking bows because you they have to, flew you have to, to Carolina and lost. The morning, instead of like going through the walkthrough and everything, they had to go door to door and try to sell Bibles. Well, I mean, listen, man, it's just like I can't. That was the problem. I, it was like across the board. Everybody I kept listening to was giving Coastal Carolina accolades and then saying, "But we got to give BYU credit for flying across the country." I'm like, wait a second. Notre Dame for Notre, Notre Dame does that five times a year, and everybody says their schedule is crap and they need to join a conference. I'm like BYU mm-hmm. did it once this this millennium to play a basically like a sub D one school, and we're going to give right. them all these accolades. I mean, enough. BYU embarrassed themselves, their state, their school. They embarrassed the late great Ty Detmer. <laughs> the late great you mean the great <laughs> yeah i guess he's not late and the great jim mcmahon yeah. they embarrassed all the famous byu brigham young cougars that came before them get out of here with that yeah i don't know i thought, well, thought it was interesting i i don't know if there was anything really to take out of this this particular week other than the haves destroyed the have nots and ohio state has been anointed a playoff team the it's yeah. the, the, the the cake is baked it's in the oven and there's nothing to talk about because every time I want to bring up the fact they've played a third of the schedule everybody else has played, people just seem to That's say right. Ohio State belongs in the playoff. I actually saw Kirk Herbstreet and yeah. uh, what's the guy's name? Didn't, didn't he go to Ohio State? He did, but it was funny enough. It was Kirk Herbstreet and uh, the, the old Georgia linebacker who does game day. I forget his name. Uh, David, uh, David Pollock, exactly. And they're yeah. actually having a doom. They're calling it a doomsday debate. Ready? And we talked about this off podcast. They were having a doomsday debate as to if Clemson beats Notre Dame and Florida beats Alabama. There's basically five teams for four spots. And do you know that as they're having this conversation and we've talked about how we thought Notre Dame would be the team that got screwed. But that was, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. weeks ago when we thought Ohio State was going to play like a normal season. Yep. They actually came to the conclusion, ready for this? Florida would be automatically in the number one seed because they would just have beaten Alabama. Oh, well, Even yeah. with the loss to A&M, they would just put them number one. Clemson yep. would be number two because they lost to Notre Dame, avenged it without Lawrence, avenged it. They'd be number two. Okay. Both of them had the debate, and I think they agreed that – oh, yeah, they universally agreed that number three would be Ohio State. Yeah, that makes sense. At 5-0, maybe 6-0, that they were just like a guarantee (laughs) to get in over Alabama and Notre Dame, like no big deal. And do you know that Herb Street said that, it? you know, obviously to him it came down to Bama and Notre Dame, and they put Notre Dame in because he said Bama's loss – Notre Dame would have lost to the number two team. Bama would have lost to, I don't know. He went through this thing and he said it would be really close, but he thought Bama didn't have a good strength of schedule, didn't have a really, they didn't have as good a win as Notre Dame had, I think is what he said. And it would be super so close. They, so Herb Street thought wait, it would so, be so wait, Notre wait, Dame so they, and Alabama would be out of the playoff. 
Dude, there's no, I don't care what happens in the SEC final. That, exactly. There is no chance well, Alabama well, is not going to be And in then there. Potlick said, no, there's no, no, Alabama would be in, Notre Dame would be out. But I, I sat there, and then somebody brought up to them, is there any thought that Ohio State would just be out, guys? Because they played like a third the schedule everybody else did. And they both were like, no, they're going to be in. Like it wasn't, you would have thought, thought like they were talking about how like, you know, filet mignon is better than, uh, you know, a cheap, a cheap burger. <laughs> like it was like, it wasn't even a debate. They were like, no, six and Ohio state. Of course they're in over 11 and one Notre Dame and 11 and one Alabama. What are you talking about? That's ridiculous. I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't know. The narrative has been set. Ohio state's just got to show up for two more weeks and they're going to the playoff. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Sorry to tell you who's your fans. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Let's um, let's move on to a little uh, NFL. Where um, let's not talk about your record because we know you're three and three. Let's talk about your thirty six twenty nine and one. Solid. So great job, man. That that is just you keep you keep the the spread doesn't get any better. You're still seven games over five hundred. Well, let's call it six because we'll call the tie to be a loss. Yeah, I want to. I want. I want um, you to stop doing that. Thank you. <laughs> So the, the, the cool thing about this is that, you know, a few weeks ago, and we already talked about this, about how the NFC East, we thought they were just done. And the NFC West was just the greatest division. It's almost like they they flip-flopped. You know, Arizona's lost three straight. Seattle uh, lost at home to the Giants, who are, turns out are legit. I mean, does <laughs> Only in 2020. I mean, that's the only explanation that I can really even come up with. Yeah, I mean, if it, I actually thought the Giants had a puncher shot in that game. But if you just take it on face value, it, it's a backup quarterback. The Giants have obviously haven't had Saquon Barkley all year. They haven't played very good defense all year. And somehow they show up in Seattle. Now, granted, if there was ever a, if there was ever a game where no fans being in the stadium was a big deal, Mm-hmm. In that raucous environment in Seattle on a normal Sunday is deafening and there was no fan. So if there was ever a game where you'd travel across country and uh, the fan base would really tip the scales, it probably would have been this past Sunday. But kudos to the Giants. They go there with a backup quarterback. They run, yeah. they run yeah. the ball down Seattle's throat and they yep. stuff the run and drive Russell Wilson a bit crazy by making them one-dimensional. I don't think your boy. Right. I don't think your boy DK Metcalf did much, and um, he. I think he still led the team in in receiving. Yeah, I don't think they I did. Think I mean, 80, he had eighty yards. They didn't do anything on offense, though. I mean, they they, they didn't score. No. It was five. No. It was five nothing at half. Just to put that in perspective, and they were winning five oh, nothing. Oh well, half. that's only be, that's only because the Giants hit a grand slam. <laughs> no, the Seattle was up, but you know, yeah, I thought <laughs> that was an interesting game. Obviously, as we come on tonight, tonight on Monday night, the Steelers undefeated Seattle. I mean, the undefeated season being over. I think yep. I do think Pittsburgh is vulnerable for two reasons, and I, I'm not saying I was calling Washington to beat them outright, but they're vulnerable for two reasons. One. Roethlisberger just has moments where he ages on the field and he, and yeah. he just, he can't move anymore and everything has to come together. So he can be really good, but, but he has these moments in him where he's just, he's immobile at this point. And so yeah. in 2020, a completely stationary object at quarterback is, is really yeah. rare. And that's what he's become. So he needs a good running game. He needs to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Like it all has to come together. Um, That's so true. I think Pittsburgh's a little vulnerable. I think now that they're not going to have home field, although I know the fan fan thing isn't as big a deal. I can't see anybody beating Kansas city. I really can't. Um, they just seem like they're just heads and tails, the best in the AFC, but I think it's going to be interesting when we go looking at the AFC. I mean, Cleveland nine and three, yeah. My, Miami eight and four, and they do yeah. it a little ugly, but they do it. Um, Buffalo's playing as we speak. If Buffalo wins, they stay a game ahead of Miami. But if Buffalo loses to the Niners, they're tied with Miami for the division. Yeah. And then I think the funniest thing we touched on was uh, off air was uh, was uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks with all that talent are seven and five. Yep. And the uh, the coach that he decided to leave and the organization he decided to leave with no talent and just Bill Belichick is six and six. All of a sudden, yeah. old snarky hoodie Bill is uh, only a game back of the Bucks. Snarky hoodie. I, I love that one. The, I've never heard that before. The snarky hoodie man. 
I, I just think Bill Belichick looks at the standings and he doesn't see Miami or Buffalo. He sees Tampa and Tom seven and five. He sees New England six and six, and he's just That's trying it. to finish tied or better because to him that would be the best coaching job ever. So, yep, it would be interesting to oh see. And if Tom Brady ever funny. misses on the playoffs, I don't think New England's going to get to the playoffs because they're still two games back with four to go. Um, yep, but they're not out of it. But if they ever snuck into the playoffs with that garbage roster and Tom Brady and that <laughs> talent doesn't make the playoffs, oh, my word. That would be pretty crazy, wouldn't it? Bill Belichick would probably fly to Tampa just to go say hi to him that night. <laughs> He'd, hey, Tom, just coming by to say hi. Like, All right, have a nice night. Right. Like, he literally would do that. So, fun, <laughs> so it's going to be a fun like, last four games of the season. Got a lot, a lot Well, a lot you know what? Let's, let's talk about the – the the biggest play of the weekend, and that is our New York Jetterbockers lose on a miracle deep ball for some odd reason, right? They're winning, and what does Greg Williams decide to do on, uh, what was it, third and ten? He decides to blitz, leaving a rookie defensive back one-on-one with Henry Ruggs, who we know is, uh, is a little bit quick, a little bit quick. Um, and I, I just wanted to quote, uh, one of your heroes, Rex Ryan, who said that it, this was the dumbest call ever. And uh, appropriately, Greg Williams was uh, immediately fired because that was just the worst call ever. What, uh, what are your thoughts about that? And, and, and how is it that they fire him, but they don't fire Adam Gase? Yeah, so my, 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 um, <laughs> I, I'm watching that game, and I didn't watch the whole game because who could sit through a whole Jet game these days? But I, I was watching some of it, and my 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 son Dominic, who's, who still locks into every game, good fan that he is, young boy, and uh, he's watching it, and he's like, "Dad, I think we're gonna win a game." I'm like, "I know, I know," and I'm 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 torn because I don't I know the ramifications, and I'm looking at the Jaguar score, and I'm kind of following that more closely, and I'm going, "Man, can the Jaguars just get a second win?" Can they beat the Vikings and then we get breathing room that we could win a game and not lose Lawrence? And yep. the game's getting tighter, but the Jets look like they're going to win. And then it looks like the Jaguars are going to lose. And I'm saying, man, this is just unbelievable. So I'm trying to put on a smiley face for my son, who's just a desperate eight-year-old looking for a win for his team. <laughs> and, uh, and I got to say, I got into rooting for the Jets in that moment for him. Yeah, Like he was excited. Yeah. And I just wanted him to be excited. So I was rooting for them to finish off the game with a win. And as yep. soon as I saw, I didn't, obviously you're watching it on TV. I don't have the, um, the panorama view. I don't know that they're in the coverage they're in. I have no idea, but I quickly yep. can tell that it looks like they're bringing way more people in a blitz than I would have thought they would for a last second play. <laughs> so I start seeing people come from both angles and I'm going, Oh God, what are we doing? And if you don't get to him immediately, you know you're in trouble. Yep. And then I see Carr just like loft one up. And as soon as the camera panned to the receiver, I'm going, oh, my God, they're one-on-one. So, like, it hit me instantly. I'm like, this is a touchdown. As soon as he threw the ball up, I knew we were in trouble. We don't have a good corner to save our life, let alone let's, yep. let's, ca- let's cover Henry Ruggs one-on-one for the last yeah, play of the game. Um, so my thoughts were, yeah, it's good for the Jets probably in the long term. If, if Trevor Lawrence is a Jet in five months, and we can look back at this and say, fresh start, new team, you know, $100 million to spend, new quarterback. Like, that's all great. But in the short term, I got to look at my eight-year-old who's devastated by another colossal loss. <laughs> and, it, and, I, and I couldn't really cheer him up with, oh, at least we got a chance to get Lawrence. And in the moment, he just was like, why do I root for this team? I'm sure that's what he was thinking. Poor so, kid. so I'm going to have to buy, hopefully, you know, the, the worst thing that could happen as a Jet fan is that we still don't end up with Lawrence. Yep. Which, you know, still possible. Still possible. With the Jets, yeah, anything's possible. Know. So you never know. I just thought it was uh it was interesting. Something else that I that I thought was really interesting yesterday was um finally the Eagles went and they benched Carson Wentz after going six for fifteen for seventy nine yards. But let's be honest for a second. All right, let's be honest. Jalen Hurts comes in the game. Yes, he did throw a touchdown pass, but he also threw an interception. And he was 5 for 12 for 109 yards. So not like he did a whole lot better. Not only that, of their 27 passing attempts, they had one interception and seven sacks. So yeah, 
not much of a game going on. The offensive line, I mean, think about it. You drop back to pass 27 times and you get sacked seven times. I mean, that, that's horrific. The, the Eagles, the season is obviously imploded on the Eagles. They're, they're not going anywhere. That coach, I know he's won a Super Bowl. He's going to get fired. I mean, the writing's on the wall there. Car- Carson, yep. uh, in some regard, obviously Doug Peterson has a resume that Adam Gase would, would die to have. But in one regard, they took a quarterback – young quarterback and on his watch regressed every year since he got there. Um, That's right. So Carson Wentz may be done. Doug Peterson's going to get fired. Jalen Hurts yep. is not the answer there. He was the, if you remember the Oklahoma started getting this, uh, this run of quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield transfers in, wins a Heisman, Kyler Murray wins a Heisman. And then they get mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts transfer from Alabama. And even with the yep. kind of offense they run, and how great Oklahoma's skills are, skill receivers are. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is not a great, not a great quarterback. I mean, he's just not. You know, he he went more. I think I think he could thank Lincoln Riley that he went in the second round to the Eagles or wherever he went, because if he wouldn't yep. have transferred there, he would have never gotten drafted anywhere near that high. Um, right. But I, yeah, I understand giving him a shot. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz looks lost. He's making a million mistakes. So, but the, yeah. but the Eagles are a, you know, the Eagles are a team that when franchises think and fan bases think, man, can it get any better than this? We won a Super Bowl. We got a young quarterback. We got a coach we love. We got a GM that's making good moves. Everything looks like the sky is, you know, is, is bright blue and sunny. Yep. And yep. the Eagles have not been good, like really yep. good since they won that Super Bowl. They've, nope, they've gotten worse each year since. And you would not have thought that because they weren't an old team. They, they didn't fit any of the parameters of a team that was going to win one time and be done. Um, but right. there's so many times franchises and fan bases think like, oh, this is just the beginning. And yep. it just falls apart. It just falls apart before your eyes. And you say, how the heck did we go from a Super Bowl and a 22-year-old quarterback to basically they want to run Carson Wentz out of the league, the coach is going to get fired, and the team stinks. It's, it's amazing. Yep. It happens quick. And it's all sports. It's all sports are like that. That's why there's only a few franchises that, that have that sustained success. And those are just incredible situations because it's so far and few between. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's pretty crazy to, uh, to think about. But, you know, I, I love, you know, I, I love the Darren's rule for fools because it's like <laughs> it's like perfect. But I also like the one about the, the firing your coach and then doing really well and winning game, AKA Detroit lions. As soon as the coach was fired, they're all bitching and moaning about this guy. All everybody in the whole, the whole state of Michigan was talking about how awful he is. Right. And what do they do? They go out there and they beat a tremendously talented bears team. Yeah. Your, your rule, uh, your rule does hold up and, and your, your rule, <laughs> that, that rule, which was not very scientific and we haven't vetted it out that well, that, that yep. rule is probably why the Jets don't fire Gase. Yeah. I mean, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd yeah. hate for the team to galvanize around the interim coach for a week and play a great it's game. True. So that's why I think he's, I, I really say that half kidding. I think that's the only, plausible explanation why there, there's, there's no other explanation for it. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a complete yeah. dumpster fire of a coach. He has no clue yep. what he's doing. He just watched nope. his defensive coordinator call a zero, <laughs> zero cover all out blitz when you have to play prevent. And, uh, oh. and you know, I don't know if anybody saw this, but the best part of that, and I don't want to go back to the jets too much, but the best part of that is they zoomed, they caught a sideline angle when the ball is in the air Adam Gase is not yep. even looking at the field. He's he's like <laughs> talking on his headset to somebody as if he's planning like the next play. The game was over, you idiot. How oh are you not God. even locked into the game? So that's just fantastic. just to show you how much of a just a train wreck that is. So. That is absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yep. I love it. Yep. Maybe yeah, maybe he was ordering takeout. I don't know. He was thinking he was going to be home <laughs> soon. I have no idea what he was doing. <laughs> Hey, honey, I'm about to get fired, so I'll, I'll see you in a bit. You know, or he's on the, it, or he's talking to his wife. Do you believe this? We're about to win a game. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> you know? oh, that would have been that would have been great. Um, last thing that I want to mention: uh, Travis Kelsey, first tight end in history with five thousand yard seasons. If his if his career ends tomorrow. 
do you put him in the Hall of Fame? If Travis Kelsey, yeah, Travis Kelsey's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. You think he's a? You think he's he's a def, he's a definite Hall of Famer right now? I think yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. I think he's really close. Yeah, I think he is. He's been that good. I mean, he's been a wide, he's been a top wide receiver in terms of numbers for a while. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know I'm just looking at that. And I'm like, all right. So in the history of football, nobody has ever, no tight end has ever caught a thousand yards receiving now he's been a i mean he's been an all pro what five years in a row this will probably be a six year yep six years in a row two times first all yeah you know he's got he definitely has some uh some gas left in the tank he has 589 receptions you know so i mean he's yeah he's got a super bowl ring and he's got an acting credit so the guy well, is doing something how right. much would it take how much money would you have to offer kelsey to leave mahomes by the way Oh, uh, it's just not going to happen. I mean, like you call and you go, hey, Travis, I'm the uh, 49ers click. Hey, Travis. I mean, they just, <laughs> there's no way. It doesn't matter what team. If Joe Douglas calls and said, Travis Kelsey, I'm going to give you $20 million a year to be the tight end of the Jets. He has to hang up. He can't listen yeah. to that call. He's got Patrick Mahomes throwing him perfect passes every day. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't disagree. I think he's, I think he's a chief uh, for life. By the way, any idea where he went to college? Uh, Travis Kelsey went to, uh, was he a coastal Carolina, Carolina? He, he might as well have been. I mean, listen, his name is Travis. So, you know, he's got to be from the Midwest, right? I don't know. Is that, a, is that a Midwest name? Travis? Travis. Just sounds like a farmer, huh? I'm Travis. Yeah, maybe. What, 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 yeah. What, well, tell me. I got to hear this. Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bearcat. Nice. Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bearcats. Nice. That's correct. Nice. That's correct. I got, I got, a few, I got, a, I got a, uh, quite a few interesting stats that I wanted to just, uh, int- well, interesting topics that I wanted to uh, mention to you. So uh, once again, I'm so excited about this, and I hate talking about it. Tesla stock has once gone gone up, once again gone up, <laughs> uh, as has Elon Musk's net worth, and he is now worth a hundred and fifty billion dollars. I so, mean, I mean, am I going to make man, a big deal out of that? Is that a big deal? That's, I, I mean, that that that's a big deal because he's not Amazon and he's worth 150 billion dollars. So uh, something's. I mean, his net worth is just going to keep going up. And then, if he does put put a human on Mars in 2026, I mean, God only knows. It's going to be pretty crazy. But I, I I thought that was that was kind of interesting. I guess if you're worth 150 billion dollars, you can name your son whatever the heck you want. Hey, that dude's a weird dude, man. I think I think I think his son doesn't his son have an ampersand in his uh, name? I think he's Ampersam Junior. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't really sure, so I thought <laughs> that was interesting. Um, also, I want a couple of musical things that I want to talk about. You do know who Bob Dylan is, and you do yes. know who Stevie Nicks is. I hope, of course, yes. So it's 2020, and things are just crazy. So Bob Dylan decided to sell the rights to all of his songs. Every single one of them he decided to sell. Bob Dylan's like 79 years old or whatever. And I think he was just like, ah, you know what, man? we got to just, just get rid of this stuff. And so he sold the rights to every one of his songs. They didn't say how much it sold for, but the rough estimate is somewhere between two and $300 million. I don't even think I can, I can come up with a Bob Dylan song. So I thought that was pretty incredible. But not only that, Stevie Nicks, formerly of what band? The Nixon Five O, yes, Fleetwood Mac, <laughs> and also a solo artist. She sold eighty percent of the the rights to. Oh, I'm sorry, the rights to eighty percent of her music, eighty percent for a hundred million dollars. I mean, the only people happy about this are the the Nick's children and the Dylan children, or grandchildren, uh, uh, grandchildren and great grandchildren. Yeah, I mean, I like, mean, that, why? why it, it seems odd this late in life they would do that but all right i mean that's that's absurd yeah that's absurd it's a lot of i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna ask you about three people and i want you to tell me what you know about them okay uh who who is who is mark jacobs uh isn't he like a clothing guy he is he's a clothing designer yeah and he's he uh there was a big article about him somebody interviewed him i'm not sure why and uh and what he said and i know you're going to agree with this he said Clothing has no gender. Oh God, we're gonna have this. And I'm thinking to myself, 
So as soon as he said that, I'm like, all right, clothing has no gender. That's great. So immediately I went into um, my wife's closet and I started trying on her dresses. How'd that feel? So, you know, it, it, it I felt really stupid. And I think Mark Jacobs is on to uh, nothing there. I think that that comment is incorrect. I think that I think that for women, I think women can pretty much wear anything. But uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of, of, of a man wearing a dress. It's just, it's, it's, you don't feel, although in the you summer, don't feel I mean, empowered. it might, it, might, you don't feel it might feel cool, but no, I don't, I don't really feel empowered wearing a dress and heels. So um, yeah, so that was, that kind of bothered me. I think we and should start else... a new professional sports league where men have to fight in a ring, but only in dresses. Only in dresses? <laughs> I think we should do I, that. I, you know, I'm, a, I'm still a big fan of the lingerie football league. Uh, nope. We're going to create our own men's version of that. The men's version, so the men's dress league, it's gonna, shoulder <laughs> shoulder pads and dresses. Men's prom night, not what you think. <laughs> Everybody comes out to their favorite prom song, gets in the ring and beats the living crap out of each other. <laughs> favorite prom song? Oh my lord, <laughs> Jesus! So uh, we did get some bad news. Twenty twenty struck again today. I know. And, um, I know. Dick Allen. Dick Allen died. Yep. Ah. Uh. And, uh, you know, he, listen, he was, he was, he was definitely a, a solid baseball player. I, I don't know if I would necessarily call him a great baseball player, but I would call him a very, very good baseball player. You know, he, he went to seven all-star games. He was, he was a, a really solid player specifically in, in the sixties, maybe even into the seventies. Um, but the thing that bothers me is the last time that he was in the, I think he's in the golden era, um, that's the committee that votes on people from his era. The last time they voted on him, you needed 12 of 16 votes to get in, and he got 11. Mm. So, you know what? And the thing is, he was a favorite to get in, but they pushed back the voting uh, uh, until, I don't know, I don't know, uh, sometime, I think in the spring of 2021. So that's the kind of stuff, man. I just, you know, listen, you can never predict when somebody's going to pass away, but you know what? I mean, one vote, really? You couldn't have put this guy in? You know, I mean, you, you got Harold Baines, you got Jack Morris, you got Alan Trammell getting in. I mean, you're telling me Richie Allen, uh, Richie don't call me Dick Allen, or Dick don't call me Richie Allen, uh, shouldn't have gotten in the Hall of Fame? It, it, stuff like that bothers me. Yeah, I mean, it does. It bothers you. Me? Not so much. You could you could care less. All right, well, that, that's fine. That's fine. And then the last guy that I'm going to mention to you is a guy named Chaim Eshed. I think that guy lives on my block. <laughs> you know what? I think he's one of my neighbors. <laughs> I listen. You you do live in a very uh, very religious area, and and that I realize. Um, I will bet you if you went to any of your neighbors, they know who this guy is. He was the actually the former head of the Israeli space program. Nice. That's now fun. you might you might you might say to me, Darren, why is Chaim important? Achayim. Yeah, well, you could you tell me. You can ask me. You can ask me. Darren, why is Achayim important? Well, Phil, he came out today and he said that aliens exist among us, but that humanity is not ready for them. He said that he said that Trump is aware of the Galactic Federation and he uh he wanted to come public with him, but they stopped him. Because they feel that humanity needs to evolve more before they can, um, before they can handle aliens. I think it would have um, been more of a breaking news story if he came out and said <laughs> Donald Trump is an alien. <laughs> and, uh, and, well, his uh, hair is definitely alien-like. But the funny thing about that is – And then is some, basically... some came out on Twitter, fake news, that's fake news. I'm not an alien. I want to get rid you know of what? aliens, illegal ones, <laughs> but I'm not an alien. Fake news. But – you know, 2020 is so awful that even the aliens are staying hidden. But that's what they said. But but let, let's 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 talk about it, man. We know what the truth is, okay? And that is, they're petrified to come out because they're all Trump fans. Oh man! And they don't want to get harassed and beat up, and you know, we come in peace. And then they've got the the they've got the MAGA hats on, you know. And I mean, that's it. They're done, you know. So. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I feel I feel really bad. For Ma- them. Is that uh, what MAGA stands for? Make America Great Aliens? Is that make what it aliens <laughs> make aliens great again? <laughs> wow, that's cool. That's what it is. that sounds like some real Independence Day stuff. The movie. 
That, it uh, does, doesn't we're, it? We're, 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 all right, so let's get, you know, yeah, man. I think that's on the heels of Obama, President Obama saying that he knew, uh, he knew if there were really UFOs and uh, he wasn't going to share the information. And yeah. uh, I think, you know, as Trump leaves office begrudgingly, he's just going to share every secret. I got some things <laughs> to say. Join me on my live Twitter feed, 10 p.m., two days after the inauguration. It's going to be great. I'm going to tell all the secrets, everything. Now, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. All right? I mean, because obviously they're sworn to secrecy. What would happen if the president did divulge all that information? Uh, like, what, what would they I mean, what would they do? They throw him in prison. I mean, but the information is already out there. I mean, oh, yeah. Well, listen, I, uh, I'm just kind of curious about that. That would be know? just great. Though, if Trump's like Facebook Live, everybody join Facebook Live. I got some things <laughs> to talk about. Uh <laughs> John F. Kennedy, okay. John F. Kennedy, That's... still alive. Elvis, he's in my backyard. What else do you want to know? Uh, yeah, there's this area in uh, in uh, New Mexico that we've heard about. Yeah, Area 51, it, it exists. Yeah, we, we have aliens. We have aliens. Yes, uh, Don Jr. is actually an alien. <laughs> Melania, yeah. Melania, Donald, stop it. Stop it. Donald. I don't know, man. China. I think... China. We're going, China off, we're going off the rails. We're going off we, the rails. We really this are. What happens we really when you make the... me do podcasts late on a Monday night? You know, what, you know what else I thought was was kind of cool, right? There's a um, there's some islands. It's called Faroe Islands, and I'm sure that you've heard of them before. Uh, and no. just to show you where they are, it's a it's a small island group. It's like 18 small islands. There's like I want to say there's like 50,000 people total that live on these little tiny islands. They're located, I would say, midway between Great Britain and Iceland. So, okay. you know, they're really, really warm places, right? <laughs> yeah. So they were having – the, the challenge was getting from – now, they, they're owned by um, – oh, who are they owned by? They're owned by Norway, right? And so the, the challenge was getting from, from the city or the, the town of Torshavu to the town of Ranavik, which I think is the capital of that area – and it was taking 34 minutes uh, or 30, 30, 36 minutes, 36 minutes, I think it was. Um, and so what they did was they decided, hey, that that's too far of a commute for people. So I don't know how much money they spent, but they built a seven mile long tunnel underwater. Nice. OK, that actually goes down to the deepest depths in part of 620 feet. Hmm. All right, so <laughs> you got nothing else to do but build an underwater tunnel on the Faroe Islands between Torshavu Tor Tor and Runavik. Really? To save the drive time from, I think, 36 <laughs> minutes down to 16 minutes. Really? Really? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, think about it. How much money do you think it costs to build a tunnel underwater like that seven miles long okay uh, it, it's not a hundred bucks okay it's uh, wow but but that was important that was important you know we don't you know let, let's not take that money and do something good with it let's let's build ourselves a tunnel to save people 20 minutes on their commute i know in the faroe islands that nobody has even heard of i'll bet none of our listeners have even heard of the faroe if i if i'd asked 100 people where are the faroe islands located they would have no. They probably all say Egypt by the Pharaoh. No, yeah. that's not where it is. So, I I was just I'm like you got to be freaking kidding me. So I thought yeah, that was that's crazy. I thought that was that was hysterical. And then I I thought we would end with something fun. Okay, I'm done with something. And fun. I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to answer the exact same question. We'll see if <laughs> we'll see we'll see if it overlaps. Okay. Since it is it is the holiday season, and me as a Jewish man, I I very much enjoy Christmas. I enjoy the holidays. I enjoy the tree and the smells and the presents and, and all that great stuff and the food. Well, maybe not the food so much, but um, what would you say is your favorite all time Christmas movie? Uh, oh, that's a no brainer for me. My favorite, my favorite all time Christmas movie is the only movie you can pick because it encompasses my favorite parts of the holiday season and takes you through it. So my favorite okay. Christmas movie is Miracle on 34th street. Because it runs from the day before Thanksgiving when they get ready for the Macy's Day Parade. Yep, it takes yep. you right through Christmas morning. 
to me, that is the holiday season and it encompasses it wonderfully. So that is nice. That is my favorite. That's always been my favorite Christmas movie. You that are probably nice. going to tell me yours is Die Hard. Yippee ki yay, mother. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's Die Hard. Um, what I'm going to say is that my favorite Christmas movie, it's actually a tie between two. And uh, one is actually a Christmas movie, and the other one, it takes place during Christmas. And, and that's why I really enjoy it. And I can't say which one is, 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 is uh, my favorite. But um, one is Elf, ah, which we solid. watched tonight. I just I love I love to laugh, and that's one of those movies where, you know, like he's he's outside the subway and he's just picking off the pieces of gum and eating them, and dude, yeah. you just you just you like die laughing every the, time you see. There's that, no so many what. there's so many parts of that movie I laugh at, but the thing oh, I say to, so I say to my wife all the time when people are bothering me at work or different things, I'm like, I'm in the zone. I got to get out of the zone. I'm in the I'm out of the zone. I got to get in the zone. You know that phrase when he's in the bottom of the mail room with the other yeah. guy and he's like Tick, tickle fight oh that's so and the one the, the one guy is laying there right and he's like he's like man i got a lot of great ideas he goes i'm 26 years old man and i don't and i'm like i'm like no he's dude like, there's no way you're 26 years I old i know that dude's gotta be 50 i know i'm like dude you look you look much older than me all right and i am much much older than that so i thought that was pretty funny and then my other one and hopefully you've seen this one it's kind of it's a romantic uh comedy oh, but no. but it's it's an excellent movie and i think there's there's some really funny parts in this one too and it's love actually oh gosh Have you ever seen that my uh i think my cousin loves that movie and they always try to get movie. me to watch it i've watched parts of it i can't get through the whole thing it's a great, and you know what, you know, what was interesting. We, we actually went to a wedding and, uh, and like all of the music that they played came from the movie love actually, because they, they were such a huge fans of, of the movie. <laughs> if you have not seen it, then you need to watch it. I haven't given it, it a just, full chance. I haven't given it. It really is. It really is a great movie. And you uh, can, you can, you can say I'm a woman and that I have a front tushy. That's fine. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh you're allowed to you're allowed to be whatever you want all right i can't stop saying that we were we were we were watching the show and uh and they get home and um and the babysitter's there and they're like and their daughter's like six and they're like they're like um you know how was she tonight and she's like oh everything was good oh but by the way she uh she had an itch on her front tushy so i gave her some lotion to put on it <laughs> so so like they said that they send her off and they're like front tushy and they're like yeah that's it she's never coming back <laughs> oh, <that's great. laughs> so uh, hysterical so now so like i say front tushy all the time i just call my when she's pissing me off i just call her front tushy that's great stop back to my such a front tushy I like it. I like it. I figured oh you man, That's I figured good. you would. That's good, man. man. Man, that was a that was a that was a fun episode, man. Fun blaze through an hour, man. That's how we roll. It's crazy, man. You know, it's I I wonder, like I wonder if you and I, like if we ever, like hit really really hit it big. I mean, I wonder how many how much. I mean, you and I can just talk. I wonder how many like could we do like a three hour a day podcast. I, I do mine with zero prep time. Imagine if I could just throw a little prep time in. It's you know what it, it, it's listen. I mean, you know well, what my, the, my prep the, time is like I watch sports and I and I follow politics, so that's my prep time. I just do it naturally. But well, you know what I I, I think I think our listeners need to fully understand what, kind of what goes on here. You know, like <laughs> like I I have a notebook of all the topics and everything, so I got it for every single time, and I keep track of everything that we talk about. And basically, I mean, you and I talk outside of having the podcast, but we really don't talk about, I mean, it, it's very rare that, that, that we'll say, okay, let's talk about what we're going to talk about on the podcast. I mean, literally I'm just throwing stuff out there and, and you're just on your toes, man. And you're just ready to go with, with everything. And it's, it really is impressive, man. I mean, listen, I don't like to say nice things about you cause I don't like you, but, but oh, it is impressive how, how quick you are, how quick and witty you are with, with you. You have no idea what's going to, what I'm going to say. Well, but, but it also kind of like a backhanded compliment because you prep and I don't do anything. So it's also kind of like that's maybe you're lazy bum. You do some stuff, but that's why know. it should be. I said, I, 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 I asked in my next contract, you at least could pay me something. And then we, would, <laughs> you know, just... that's why, that's why we're going to next year, we're going to rename this thing. Uh, Mike and the Phil. <laughs> Uh, pretty soon we're gonna just name it. Yeah, I don't even know. We're gonna, we're, we're too 
two broke podcasters. We got to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Seriously. Oh, well, uh, man, 30, 32 episodes in the books, man. Woo! Who would have thought? It is, it is exciting. It is exciting, and we're going to uh, – we're going to keep this baby going and hopefully we get some more listeners. I mean, we're up to, I think we're, we're up to uh, about 1100 so far, which is pretty exciting. Give or take a few. That's cool. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. So, uh, so it's good stuff. So I I think people are enjoying listening to us and um, you know, it's going to be interesting once football season is over because we spend so much time talking about football. It's actually going to be interesting to see where this podcast, uh, goes to you know where we where we evolve you know we can't just be doing football all the time so no we're gonna go we're gonna go day by day covering the joe biden administration baby come on <laughs> do you realize there's literally like nothing going on in politics there's, right now there's, there's a nothing good, there's a good chance that we talk about joe biden on our podcast more than joe biden talks to the media so there'll be a oh, good that's chance probably true there's be a good chance that's and, probably true and we'll have um, hot stove. We'll talk a little baseball hot stove, I think, on our Thursday show. Uh, it's oh, winter, yeah. winter baseball meetings. Maybe there'll be some big free agent signings. There's been a lot of rumors. So uh, where does DJ LeMayu end up? Does he stay back with the Yankees? Trevor Bauer, the big pitcher free agent. Um, the catcher, Ria Multo. I mean, there's a lot of big free agents. George Springer. We'll see what happens. It should be interesting. Man, we'll do a little, we'll do a little, to... little hot stove baseball Thursday. What our normal football to, show. To, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to start learning some some baseball, man. Oh, I don't man. know anything about baseball anymore. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited Unless as a Met, as a Met like fan the... with a rich owner. I'm excited again. You remember well, what we'll those see. days were like as an Oriole fan? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> let's see how it goes. I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. We should have a good one though Thursday. We'll have uh, some good, good previews and and like i said the baseball should be interesting so let's see where it goes and then there's always you know there's always the possibility donald trump uh says or does something crazy there's always the possibility that something shakes out with this whole mess that's right uh, so there's always political stuff and we may eventually have to start talking COVID a little bit with the lockdowns hitting back at full throttle and well you know different things so i'm I'm still still, listen i'm still waiting for our uh for our 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 guest to come on a uh an emergency room doctor he actually takes shifts at other hospitals so he's been he has actually been in fargo for the last few days and and i talked to him really briefly and he said it was like a covid hotbed mm. he said there was just covid yeah. everywhere in the hospital so it's gonna be hard to um, get him on now with what's going on but maybe we can. yeah yeah but he he has sworn to me that he will be coming on hopefully sooner than later okay and uh you know we can we can we can you know that'll be an interesting episode to really hear it from somebody on the front line and and get a uh a, a true to life perspective of, of somebody that's actually, uh, you know, that's actually out there getting it done kind of, I don't want to say risking his life, but, you know, risking, you know, health or whatever. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, so, so it, it's, it's going to be really great. And, and I know he's going to be, he's going to be very open and honest and, and answer all of our questions, which is going to be great. And hopefully we can provide some great information. Absolutely. Well, we thank everybody so that's for it. listening, man. And uh... always, always sounds good. Um, So I hope everybody has a great day. Thanks for tuning in to Fill in the Mic, and we'll see you next time. Take care.